The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. And now, broadcasting to your universe, it's the Drew Mariani Show. Six minutes now before the top of the hour. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I um, want to get you plugged in. Look, we're going to pray in about 26 minutes, the Chapel of Divine Mercy. We do that every day, 4 Eastern, 3 Central Time. And I hope you will join me today in a very, very special way to pray that prayer, especially in, in light of 9-11. I remember when... Um, I remember 9-11 actually pretty vividly. It was before I ever was in talk radio. I was a documentarian at the time, and I was actually in an edit bay in the uh, city of Philadelphia. I was actually working on a documentary. And um, I remember it was early in the morning. I had started the the session, and um, all of a sudden the phone rings, and they say, Mr. Mariani, uh, your wife's on the phone. So I go to whatever line it is, and she says, turn on the television. you got to see what's happening. And uh, all of a sudden, we had the first tower had already been struck, and you know we're watching the news coverage unfold. And I said to everybody in that edit session, "I've got to go." And I left that room. I drove back to my home as fast as I could. My wife and I watched as the second tower collapsed, and we got on our knees and we began to pray the chaplet of divine mercy. We prayed for all those souls leaping from buildings, all those souls on the airplanes, all those souls. Uh, who were choking to death on that uh, noxious gas and smoke, all those who would be crushed to death in its collapse. And uh, we do not know the day or the hour, but God is a great God, and he is a God of profound mercy. And this uh, Sunday actually will result in the 80th anniversary of the day in which the Lord gave to St. Faustina this beautiful prayer of the chaplet of divine mercy. And, And he told us, he told us to pray the chaplet especially for those in their final hour, you know, to pray for those who are sick and dying. And he promised he would come not as a just judge, but as a merciful Savior. He'll stand between that dying person and between God the Father as a merciful Savior. And even if you're not within proximity of the person that's dying, and I wasn't, I, you know, I was in Pennsylvania. This happened, you know, two hours north of me. Um, you know, we could still pray for them. And that, that that takes place, you know, we should pray it every day. In fact, joining me today, we'll talk uh, a little bit to uh, my next guest. And I, I've known them for a while. They've done incredible work in championing and promoting uh, the message of divine mercy. In fact, if you want to go ahead and, to, and get plugged into them, and uh, I'll give you a web address for them as well. But uh, they are uh, Joan and Dave Maroney of... Um, well, Mother of Mercy Messengers and Divine Mercy for America, and uh, they have uh, well traveled the country and probably even the world uh, spreading this great devotion, and their presentation is both riveting, it's powerful, and I've invited them to join me today, not to only give you the background on how this great gift for humanity came about, but also they have a very interesting perspective on the implications of uh, the chaplet for our nation and for the world if we embrace the chaplet and its message, and it's good to have them back. Joan, Dave, welcome. 
Thank you, Drew. Great to be here, Drew. Thanks for oh, having me. Always a delight. Thank you for your good work. We're all in this together, spreading that great message of mercy. And, boy, 80 years. It's amazing um, that uh, the chapel has been around. I, I 91 is when the World Trade Towers collapsed, right? What year was it? Was it uh, no, it was 2001. 2001. Uh, that, yeah. they, that they went down. I had been introduced to Divine Mercy in 93 when I worked on a documentary for the Marians, the Immaculate Conception, called Time for Mercy, in which we looked at the life of St. Faustina. She wasn't even beatified when I began that. I was present for the beatification. But I fell in love with this prayer. And I remember Father Seraphim Michelenko, the vice postulator, and I, we were driving through Poland, and there was a brutal car accident, a horrible car accident. Two or three cars were in it. And I remember passing a body that was decapitated. The person was still strapped into their, their seat. And, you know, paramedics, everybody was now just arriving onto the scene. And Father Seraph, and he, he says, we have to pray for that soul. And then he introduced me, told me more about this powerful prayer. And ever since then, if I see a car accident, a, a, you know, a tragedy like 9-11, I hear somebody on their, on their deathbed. I use this prayer. Maybe you can share with us your own experience with it. And, and for those who do not know about the history of the chaplet, maybe bring us back in time. Uh, talk about how it was given and why it is so powerful. Sure, Drew. Uh, you know, and uh, right off the bat, you know, it's really a big, it's a huge team that are promoting uh, the chaplet and the, and the message of Divine Mercy. We want to say a shout out to all of those, you know, all across uh, the, the land and the world that are, are spreading this message and praying the chaplet, and so it's 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 just one great team. And but we want to we want to just dive right into the uh, the issue of abortion, and uh, our country, uh, you know, it, it has such a uh, serious role to play in that with our tax dollars funding it, uh, you know, and we all pay taxes, so uh, it's time that that we. Uh, Put a stop to that, and uh, and it's because uh, of the relationship of the Chaplet of Mercy and the sin of abortion that was going on in Poland uh, at that time in history between World War One uh, and World War Two. And uh, Father Seraphim, who uh, you know you mentioned, and we've had uh, the great privilege to uh, to be mentored under you know uh, for many years. You know, he would always say that the Chaplet is the antidote. Uh, for abortion, and we never, that just never really uh, stuck, you know, we, we didn't know exactly what that meant, but it turns out that the very origins of the chaplet 80 years ago are tied to that great uh, sin that was going on in Warsaw. Well, yeah, and we said it's the 80th, 80th anniversary, um, two 40-year periods. Well, what happened, it was, uh, she records, on September 13th of 1935, Sister Faustina had a vision of an angel. She called him the executor of divine wrath. And he was uh, ready to strike the world for its sinfulness, and in particular, a certain place. And so she was praying fervently, and, but her prayers weren't doing any good um, until she was taken up into the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And when she was there, she heard the words, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your you know, dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and uh, those of the whole world. And as she continued to say that, these words, the angel became powerless. And um, so on the next day, which is September 14th, and for those of us that uh, know our liturgical calendar, it's very appropriate because September 14th is what feast day. 
It's the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Coming up, yeah. And as she was going into the chapel, she heard the Lord say to her, you know, immediately upon entering the chapel, recite that prayer that I taught you yesterday. And then he told her precisely how to pray it. He said, you know, uh, pray it on the beads of the rosary, on the Our Father beads, say this prayer, on the Hail Mary beads, pray this prayer. And he also added uh, at the end the part, um, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And then the, the prayers to pray at the very end, so very precisely, and, and he told her to say that prayer uh, for the next nine days. And so how fittingly that on the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, um, we are given this beautiful prayer uh, by our Lord where we're offering the Heavenly Father his body and his blood that was shed on that cross uh, to have mercy on us and, and on the whole world. So Dave uh, is talking a little bit about uh, the abortion link. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is because, as she said, that the angel was going to strike, and in particular, a certain place. Mm -hmm. Now, very early on in her diary, uh, she did describe uh, another similar vision. In fact, she even said that she saw an angel that was going to uh, strike a certain city, the most beautiful city in Poland, and it would be destroyed like in the Sodom and Gomorrah. And at that time, the Lord told her to unite herself with him during the sacrifice of the Mass very closely, and which is what we do through the chaplet. I offer you, we're offering it's, uh, the body and blood of Jesus. As Father Seraphim says, the chaplet of mercy is like the extension of the Holy Mass. We're yeah. participating in offering that body and blood. And so after these occurrences, her spiritual director who is now blessed, Father Michael Sapochko. Father Sapochko is an eminent theologian, a doctor in theology, but it caught his attention uh, about the destruction of the angel of, of wrath. And so... Uh, and these, uh, you know, this, what I'm about to read is not uh, found in the diary, and so this may be why this link between the chaplet and abortion is not so widely known, because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, people say, where is that in the diary? Well, it's not. This was in Father Sapochko's writings in his uh, Sumerium, and he wrote, she wrote in her diary that Jesus himself said that he was about to destroy one of the most beautiful cities of our country, like Sodom was destroyed, on account of the crimes perpetrated there. Having read about these things in the diary, I asked her, what does the prophecy mean? She answered, confirming what she wrote, and replying to a further question of mine on account of what kind of sins God was going to inflict these punishments. She answered, especially for the killing of infants not yet born the most grievous crime of all. And, and, you know, and so, but any time we talk about abortion, you know, we we have to to stress that God's love and mercy is greater than even this this greatest sin. And for those that have been involved in it, have to know that Jesus died just for them. He gave his life so that that we all may live, and uh, even in our sinfulness. And, uh, and you know this sin is is uh, can be swallowed up in the ocean of his mercy. So we have to stress that. Right, and and it's so beautiful. It, what we we still didn't understand, even when Faustina said, you know, the taking of the infant of the womb, the most grievous crime of all, yeah, and that Warsaw was the abortion capital. We thought, well, how how could have this been? This was in the 1930s. But um, in doing some some further research, we learned some very interesting things. And um, we had learned that uh, actually through a documentary that Human Life International did that it was in 1920 
Um, remember Our Lady of Fatima said if we don't pray for Russia, it's going to spread its airs all over the world. Sure, right. Well, one of the things that they did in 1920 is they put women into the workforce, and the other thing that they did is they made abortion available. They legalized abortion in Russia in the Soviet Union in 1920. Now, there were so many abortions taking place in Russia that the Soviets, uh, the doctors were getting nervous, Joseph Stalin uh, didn't like it because he said it was going to um, damage their population growth. And so it was actually uh, to the mid-1930s that, that the Soviet Union clamped down on it. Now we have to remember the geography of uh, Poland was sandwiched, sandwiched between Nazi Germany and Communist Russia. But what happened is um, in 1932, up until that point in Poland, abortion was not available for any reason. But in 1932, the penal code was loosened. And there in Poland, um, abortion now became available for the health of the mother and for the first time in Europe for a criminal act. Wow. And this is what, what I thought, oh, this sounds so familiar. But this is now what um, uh, we understand how Warsaw could have been made the, the, uh, the abortion capital because it was very easy for a woman to go in and say that she had been raped, and so uh, she could get an abortion. Yeah. And so now, and, and remember, Warsaw also was a very beautiful cosmopolitan city. And so we know then that after Sister Faustina died, she died in 1938, but one year later, um, you know, well, the war broke out. Poland almost to, you know, uh, to the day, one year later, was split in two between Nazi Germany and Communist Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that toward the end of the war, the prophecy did come true, yeah. that Warsaw was destroyed, like into Sodom and Gomorrah. Actually, about 85 to 90 percent of the city was completely leveled by the Nazis. And, um, but despite that, here's the hope of it. Here's the hope. Because despite that, out of the rubble, the, the, the mercy message survived. Yeah. You know, her diary could have been lost. A bomb could have fallen on that convent. Carol Wojtyla survives. He goes on to be, become not only a priest, but, you know, an, a, an archbishop, a cardinal, the pope. Remember, who would have thought that a pole was going to be made pope? And um, he brings us the solidarity movement, and because of that, the Berlin Wall comes down. And, and because of that, um, Poland becomes the first Warsaw Pact country to oust the communists. In 1989. Now, after the war, the interesting thing is, and again, I give credit to Human Life International bringing this point out, behind the Iron Curtain in the Soviet uh, Union and the Soviet countries, um, in Poland in particular, this is what we'll talk about, in the late 1950s, after things settled down after the war, through their quote, quote, health care program, mm -hmm. they made abortion available on demand for women in Poland. Wow. And Drew, I thought, I thought we were the ones that spread this error, yeah, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, I thought, too. how naive are we? This is what was going. This is, I think, is all connected to part of that Fatima issue, yeah. you know, the errors that are being spread. And then I, we researched the, the, well, how many? And I was shocked to find that um, during the '60s and the '70s, it was over 200 to 250,000 abortions every year for two decades. That's amazing in the 60s and the 70s. But then, as we're looking at the statistics, we see mm -hmm. that around 1980, 1981, those statistics drop in half to just over 100,000. And we're like, what? how did that happen? 
What happened in Poland? Well, what happened, Carol Wojtyla was elected to the papacy in 1978. Yeah. 1979, he goes back to Poland, kisses the ground, spends nine days there that changed the world. The Gingrich Foundation has a beautiful documentary yeah, on that. Yeah. And he says, Holy Spirit, renew this land. And we've spoken to Poles and priests that were there and how everybody got on fire. And I really believe it's yeah. a gift of all the divine mercy that the people awoke and were, like, got back to, to their, their roots and, and, and started their prayers and, and threw off the blinders. And this solidarity movement, which was a spiritual movement, begins to spread. Yeah. It impacts the, the political life there um, to the point where once they ousted the communists in 1989, uh, uh, by 1993, and you mentioned that year, yep. in 1993, the same year Sister Faustina was beatified, the people did a referendum in Poland, and they said, we reject abortion for any reason. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I'm not sure whether, was it in the diary of Faustina that there was a prophecy about a spark coming from Poland? Yes, yes. And I don't know whether that's Faustina or John Paul or whether it's Divine Mercy itself or maybe all of those. Maybe that I is think, the spark. I think all, because a spark has many facets. It does. You know, so then what happened... But I'll tell after, you what, let me, let me pause right here. I have to take a break, unfortunately. Okay. I, this is kind of what we have got to do, unfortunately. But stay with me. we come back, we'll talk more because it's, uh, it's a fascinating conversation. We're approaching the 80th anniversary... Amen of the giving of this tremendous gift of the Chapel of Divine Mercy that I think we need to employ more than ever today in a culture where in our own nation 55 million children have lost their lives and where we have now redefined marriage. These things call for the justice of God, but I do believe we live in a period of mercy. We'll, call, we'll talk more when I return. Stay with me. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. All right, now six minutes before the top of the hour. Call your loved ones, all right, wherever they're listening, be it New York or down at the Jersey Beach or whether you are up in Boston, Mass, or listening to us down in uh, you know, San Antonio, Texas, wherever you might be listening right now, Minnesota, Chicago, Montana. We're going to pray the chaplet in a few moments. I really believe it's going to be a special chaplet today, and we're approaching the great eve of uh, the day the Lord had given it to St. Faustina, and I'm joined by Joan and Dave Maroney of the uh, of Mother Mercy Messengers and Divine Mercy for America. If you want more information on them and the great work they're doing, check out DivineMercyForAmerica.org, DivineMercyForAmerica.org. And if you're just joining us, we were talking a little bit about uh, when the Lord actually revealed this. Faustine had this incredible experience in which he, through this prayer, was able to hold back the wrath of, uh, of an angel set to destroy a city. And it is believed that that was the abortion capital, perhaps, not only of Poland, but maybe even of the world at the time. And uh, uh, today, more than ever, the chaplet is a weapon that we should be employing to, uh, to, to bring about change and continue to draw down the graces of God's mercy. And when we left off, guys, we talked about what happened in 93. Faustina was beatified, and we saw what happened in Poland with the Solidarity Movement and so much else. Uh, why don't you pick it up there? We only have about five minutes at the most left. Well, as I mentioned, in 1993, the year she was beatified, the people put forth a referendum. Then once the communists were out, they said, we reject abortion for any reason. And the statistics started to drop from about 100,000 abortions a year 
Um, they continued to tumble till the year 2000 when uh, Sister Faustina became Saint Faustina and Pope John Paul II officially proclaimed the Feast of Mercy for the whole world. There was just 138 abortions in Poland. Wow. And Poland is now considered to be the most pro-life nation uh, in the world. So our message is, if it happened in Poland, can it happen here? And the gift of mercy, as we said, when, when the Lord appeared, like we mentioned, Drew, that uh, you know, in 1932, mm-hmm. Poland made uh, abortion available, and this is what opened the door you know, for criminal acts. Yeah. But how interesting, how did our Lord and our God respond? He appeared to Faustina in 1931 and said, paint an image according to the pattern you see with the signature, Jesus, I trust in you. He came down. He says, my mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. And the greater the sinner, the greater the right to my mercy. So he saw what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. But he comes to us with this gift, the gift of the chaplet, the gift of his image, the gift of the feast day, to reconcile us, to protect us, and, and to, to give us his mercy during this time of mercy. So it's been two 40-year periods uh, th- this weekend, and we just want everybody to celebrate this great gift, pray the chaplet more often, mm-hmm. and to share it more with others. You say and to, to pray with, with the intention uh, of, uh, you know, for the, uh, the expiation of the sin of our country that we've had in, in the role of abortion, mm-hmm. and uh, that it will stop. You said there's been two 40-year periods. What do you expect to happen now that we've finished that second 40-year period? you know, period, a generation. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It is a little scary. You're holding you know? back, aren't you? You think that, you know, we're approaching very special times. You know, in, in yes. the diary, and look, I'm just quoting the diary. The Lord said, before I come as a just judge, I first, you know, before, yeah, I first come as a merciful Savior. Woe to those who do not recognize this time of my visitation. Yeah, so, and also in the diary, uh, Our Lady talks about the, the great day of judgment that's that the right. angels tremble before so now is the time of mercy and when this time of mercy will end and time of judgment comes we don't know you know and so that's uh but we we keep that in mind you know and we pray we certainly do and and you know the divine mercy message really is a message of hope and of love and uh you know god's mercy no mind be it human or angelic will ever be able to fathom the depths of it and it should give us all comfort uh and uh, look we like faustina can change, you know, the future. Events can be mitigated, even alleviated, if we convert and if we pray. So I want to thank you both for being here. Real quick, if people want more info or if they want to bring you in, what are they going to, best place to go, divinemercyforamerica.org? Yes, send us an email at info at divinemercyforamerica.org. We get those emails. And uh, go to the website, look at the blog. We just did a three-part series that has all this information uh, in it. So you can can print it out, you can share it with, with others, and uh, send us an email, you know, and let us know uh, your comments and uh, what's going on. Well, that sounds great. Keep up your hey, – by the way, is your presentation on video or audio if people want to listen to it in its entirety? Uh, we're working on getting this, uh, you know, in a DVD and also in PowerPoint so people can give it themselves. But there is an audio that's going to be, be, be on there soon. So yeah. just keep in tune with us and, and sign right. up to become a member so we can, we'll be emailing that information out. Well, I'll tell you what, website, yeah. stay with me, guys. I'm going to talk to you during the break, okay? It right. is the top Thanks, of the dude. hour. When we return, we will pray the Chapel of Divine Mercy. 